Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven, Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Um, Abhay Das Brahmajaya and I are here, uh, relishing, spending time with you every day, reading Srimad Bhagavatam purifying the atmosphere, the ether of the world. Uh, this sound is not ordinary sound. When it goes out, it goes out. Shabda Brahma, more powerful than all the material sound in the material world. Srimad Bhagavatam, we're a little late, don't mind, please. We hope you're all well and safe and happy and ready to dive into the nectar of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami is the glorification of the Bhagavatam, perfect glorification. It goes like this Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwanduditaditya, Sri Krishna Paribartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the Son risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Mareka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manistadaga Mad Bhagya Mad Ananda Namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy. I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chuchita kada hanamunchagada chinmam premnarit kantayokspura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reached the chapter 20 of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Conversation between Maitreya and Vidura. So this is an ongoing conversation. It's been going on for many chapters. Uh, in between other, they're quoting other exalted personalities and conversations. We're beginning with text 5. Shonaka inquired about the conversation between Vidura and Maitreya. There must have been many narrations of the spotless pastimes of the Lord. The hearing of such narrations is exactly like bathing in the water of the river Ganges, for it can free one from all sinful reactions. Purport The water of the Ganges is purified because it pours forth from the lotus feet of the Lord. Similarly, 
Bhagavad Gita is as good as the water of the Ganges because it is spoken from the mouth of the Supreme Lord. So it is with any topic on the pastimes of the Lord or the characteristics of his transcendental activities. The Lord is absolute. There is no difference between his words, his perspiration, or his pastimes. The waters of the Ganges, the narrations of his pastimes, and the words spoken by him are all on the absolute platform, and thus taking shelter of any one of them is equally good. Srila Rupa Goswami has enunciated that anything in relationship with Krishna is on the transcendental platform. If we can dovetail all our activities in relationship with Krishna, then we do not stand on the material platform, but always on the spiritual platform. Text 6 O Sudha Goswami, all good fortune to you. Please narrate the activities of the Lord, which are all magnanimous and worth glorifying. What sort of devotee can be satiated by hearing the nectarian pastimes of the Lord? Purport The narration of the pastimes of the Lord, which are always enacted on the transcendental platform, should be received with all respect by devotees. Those who are actually on the transcendental platform are never satiated by hearing the continuous narration of the pastimes of the Lord. For example, if any self-realized soul reads from Bhagavad Gita, he will never feel satiated. The narrations of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam may be read thousands and thousands of times and still, without fail, new aspects of the subject matter will be relished by the devotee. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Srimad Bhagavad Gita ki jai, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Text 7 on being asked to speak by the great sages of Naimisharanya, the son of Ramaharshan, Sutta Goswami, whose mind was absorbed in the transcendental pastimes of the Lord, said, Please hear what I shall now speak. Text 8 Sutta Goswami said, Vidura, the descendant of Bharat, was delighted to hear the story of the Lord, who, having assumed by his own divine potency the form of a boar, had enacted the sport of lifting the earth from the bottom of the ocean and indifferently killing the demon Hiranyaksha. Vidura then spoke to the sage as follows. Report. It is stated here that the Lord assumed the form of a boar by his own potency. His form is not actually the form of a conditioned soul. A conditioned soul is forced to accept a particular type of body by the higher authority of material laws. But here it is clearly said that the Lord was not forced to accept the form of a boar by the external power. In Bhagavad Gita, the same fact is confirmed. When the Lord descends to this earth, He assumes a form by His own internal potency. The form of the Lord, therefore, can never consist of material form energy. The Mayavad version that when Brahman assumes a form, the form is accepted from maya, is not acceptable. Because although maya is superior to the conditioned soul, she is not superior to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. She is under the control 
of the Supreme Godhead as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. Maya is under the superintendence. Maya is under his superintendence. Maya cannot overcome the Lord. The Mayavad idea that the living entity is the supreme absolute truth but has become covered by Maya is invalid because Maya cannot be so great that it can cover the supreme. The covering capacity can be employed on the part and parcel of Brahman, not on the supreme Brahman. Text 9 Vidura said, Since you know of matters inconceivable to us, tell me, O holy sage, what did Brahma do to create living beings after evolving the prajapatis, the progenitors of living beings? Purport Significant here is the word avyakta marga vit, one who knows that which is beyond our perception. To know matters beyond one's perception, one has to learn from a superior authority in the line of disciplic succession. Just to know who is our father is beyond our perception. For that, the mother is the authority. Similarly, we have to understand everything beyond our perception from the authority who actually knows. The first of Yakta Margavit or authority is Brahma, and the next authority in disciplic succession is Narada. Maitriya Rishi belongs to that disciplic succession, so he is also, so he also is Avyakta Margavit. Anyone in the bona fide line of disciplic succession is Avyakta Margavit a personality who knows that which is beyond ordinary perception. Text 10 Vidura inquired, How did the Prajapatis, such progenitors of living beings as Marichi and Swayambhuvamanu, create according to the instruction of Brahma? And how did they evolve this manifested universe? Text 11 did they did they evolve did they evolve the creation in conjunction with their respective wives did they remain independent in their action or did they all jointly produce it text 12 maitreya said when the equilibrium of the combination of the three modes of nature was agitated by the unseen activity of the living entity, by Mahavishnu, and by the force of time, the total material elements were produced. Purport The cause of the material creation is described here very lucidly. The first cause is Daiva, or the destiny of the conditioned soul. The material creation exists for the conditioned soul who wanted to become a false lord for, for sense enjoyment. One cannot trace out the history of when the conditioned soul first desired to lord it over material nature. But in Vedic literature, we always find that the material creation is meant for the sense enjoyment of the conditioned soul. There is a nice verse which says that the sum and substance of the conditioned soul's sense enjoyment is that as soon as he forgets his primary duty to render service to the Lord, he creates an atmosphere of sense enjoyment which is called maya. That is the cause of material creation. Another word used here is durvitarkena. No one can argue about when and how the conditioned soul became desirous of sense enjoyment, but the cause is there. Material nature 
is an atmosphere meant only for the sense enjoyment of the conditioned soul, and it is created by the personality of Godhead. It is mentioned here, it is mentioned here that in the beginning of the creation, the material nature, or prakriti, is agitated by the personality of Godhead, Vishnu. There are three Vishnus mentioned. One is Mahavishnu, another is Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, and the third is Shiro Dakashaya Vishnu. The first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam discusses all these three Vishnus, and here also it is confirmed that Vishnu is the cause of creation. From Bhagavad Gita also, we learn that Prakriti begins to work and is still working under Krishna's or Vishnu's glance of superintendence. But the Supreme Personality of Godhead is unchangeable. One should not mistakenly think that because the creation emanates from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, He has therefore transformed into this material cosmic manifestation. He exists in His personal form always, but the cosmic manifestation takes place by His inconceivable potency. The workings of that energy are difficult to, cook, to comprehend, but it is understood from Vedic literature that the conditioned soul creates his own destiny and is offered a particular body by the laws of nature under the superintendence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who always accompanies him as Paramatma. Text 13 As impelled by the destiny of the jiva, the false ego, which is of three kinds, evolved from the Mahatattva, in which the element of rajas predominates. From the ego, in turn, evolved many groups of five principles. Purport The primordial matter, or prakriti, material nature, consisting of three modes, generates in generates four groups of five. The first group is called elementary and consists of earth, water, fire, air, and ether. The second group of five is called tanmatra, referring to the subtle elements, sense objects, touch, sound, touch, form, taste, and smell. The third group is the five sense organs for acquiring knowledge eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and skin. The fourth group is the five working senses speech, hands, feet, anus, and genitals. Some say that there are five groups of five. One group is the sense objects, one is the five elements. One is the five sense organs for acquiring knowledge. Another is the senses for working. And the fifth group is the five deities who control these divisions. Text 14 Separately unable to produce the material, the material universe, they combined with the help of the energy of the Lord and were able to produce a shining egg. Text 15 For over 1,000 years, the shiny leg lay on the waters of the causal ocean in the lifeless state. Then the Lord entered it as Garbhadakashai Vishnu. From this verse it appears that all the universes are floating in the causal ocean. Text 16 From the navel of the Personality of Godhead, Garbhatakashaya Vishnu, sprouted a lotus flower, effulgent like a thousand blazing suns. This lotus flower is the reservoir of all conditioned souls, and the first living entity who came out of the lotus flower was the omnipotent Brahma. Purport It appears from this verse 
that the conditioned souls who rested within the body of the Personality of Godhead after the dissolution of the last creation came out in the sum total form of the lotus. This is called Hiranyagarbha. The first living entity to come, to come out was Lord Brahma, who was independently able to create the rest of the manifested universe. Here the lotus is said to be as effulgent as the glare of a thousand suns. This indicates that the living entities, as parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord, are also of the same quality, since the Lord also diffuses his bodily glare, known as Brahmajyoti. The description of Vaikuntha Loka, as stated in Bhagavad Gita and other Vedic literatures, is confirmed herewith. In Vaikuntha, the spiritual sky, there is no need of sunshine, moonshine, electricity, or fire. Every, every planet there is self-effulgent like the sun. Text 17 When the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who was lying on the Garbhodak Ocean, entered the heart of Brahma, Brahma brought his intelligence to bear and with the intelligence invoked, he began to create the universe as it was before. Purport At a certain time, the Personality of Godhead, Karnodakashaya Vishnu, lies in the Karna Ocean and produces many thousands of universes from his breathing. Then he enters into each and every universe as Garbhodakashaya Vishnu and fills up half of each universe with his own perspiration. The other half of the universe remains vacant and that vacant region is, no, is called outer space. Then the lotus flower sprouts from his abdomen and produces the first living creature, Brahma. Then again, Chirudakashaya Vishnu the Lord enters into the heart of every living being, including Brahma. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, 15th chapter. The Lord says, I am seated in everyone's heart, and by me are remembrance and forgetfulness made possible. As the witness of the activities of the individual entities, the Lord gives each one remembrance and intelligence to act according to his desire at the time he was annihilated in his last birth in the last millennium. This intelligence is invoked according to one's own capacity or by the law of karma. Brahma was the first living entity and he was empowered by the Supreme Lord to act in charge of the mode of passion. Therefore, he was given the required intelligence, which is so powerful and extensive that he is almost independent of the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Just as a highly posted manager is almost as independent as the owner of a firm, Brahma is described here as independent because as the Lord's representative to control the universe because as the Lord's representative to control the universe he is almost as powerful and independent as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord as the Supersoul within Brahma gave him the intelligence to create. The creative power therefore of every living entity is not his own it is by the grace of the Lord that one can create. There are many scientists and great workers in this material world who have wonderful creative force, but they act and create only according to the direction of the Supreme Lord. A scientist may create many wonderful inventions by the direction of the Lord, but it is not possible for him to overcome the stringent laws 
of material nature by his intelligence. Nor is it possible to acquire such intelligence from the Lord, for the Lord's supremacy would then be hampered. It is stated in this verse that Brahma created the universe as it was before. This means that he created everything by the same name and form as in the previous cosmic manifestation. Text 18 First of all, Brahma created from his shadow the coverings of the ignorance of the conditioned souls. They are five in number and are called Tamisra, Andatamisra, Tamas, Moha, and Maha Moha. Purport The conditioned souls or living entities who come to the material world to enjoy sense gratification are covered in the beginning by five different conditions. The first condition of, of a covering of Tamisra. The first, the first condition is a covering of Tamisra or anger. Constitutionally, each and every living entity has minute independence and it is my misuse of that minute independence for the conditioned soul to think that he is, can also enjoy like the Supreme Lord or to think, why should I shall not be why shall I not be a free enjoyer like the Supreme Lord? This forgetfulness of his constitutional position is due to anger or envy. The living entity, being eternally a part and parcel servitor of the Supreme Lord, can never, by constitution, be an equal enjoyer with the Lord. When he forgets this, however, he tries to be one with him. His condition is called, when he forgets this, however, and tries to be one with him, his condition is called Tamisra. Even in the field of spiritual realization, this Tamisra mentality of the living entity is hard to overcome. In trying to get out of the entanglement of material life, there are many who want to be one with the Supreme. Even in their transcendental activities, this lower-grade mentality of Tamisra continues. Anda Tamisra involves considering death to be the ultimate end. The atheists generally think that the body is the self and that everything is therefore ended with the end of the body. Thus, they want to enjoy material life as far as possible during the existence of the body. Their theory, their theory is as long as you live, you should live prosperously. Never mind whether you commit all kinds of so-called sins. You must eat sumptuously, beg, borrow and steal. And if you think that by stealing and borrowing you are being entangled in sinful activities for which you will have to pay, then just forget that misconception. Because after death, everything is finished. No one is responsible for anything he does during his life. This atheistic conception of life is killing human civilization. Shall I repeat that again? This atheistic conception of life is killing human civilization. For it is without knowledge of the continuation of eternal life. This under Tamisra ignorance is due to Tamas. The condition of not knowing anything about the spirit soul is called Tamas. This material world is also generally called Tamas because 99% of its living entities are ignorant of their identity as soul. Almost everyone is thinking that he is the body, this body. He has no information of the spirit soul. 
guided by this misconception, one always thinks, this is my body, and anything in relation with this body is mine. For such misguided living entities, sex life is the background of material existence. Actually, the conditioned souls in ignorance in this material world are simply guided by sex life. And as soon as they get the opportunity for sex life, they become attached to so-called home, motherland, children, wealth, and opulence. As these attachments increase, moha, or the illusion of the bodily concept of life, also increases. Thus the idea that I am this body and everything belonging to this body is mine also increases. And as the whole world is put into moha, sectarian societies, families, and nationalities are created and they fight with one another. Maha-moha means to be mad after material enjoyment. Especially in this age of Kali, everyone is overwhelmed by the madness to accumulate paraphernalia for material enjoyment. These definitions are very nicely given in Vishnu Purana, wherein it is said, Tamo viveko mohasyad antak karana vibramaha maha mohas tu bigyeyo gramya bhoga sukhaishana maranam yandatamisram tamisram kroda uchate avidya panchapar vaisha prarbhurdbhuta mahatmanaha and basically the translation of that those verses uh, is this is the purport we just read text 19 <clears throat> out of disgust brahma threw off the body of ignorance and taking this opportunity yakshas and rakshasas sprang for possession of the body which continued to exist in the form of night night is the source of hunger and thirst text 20 overpowered by hunger and thirst they ran to devour Brahma from all sides and cried, spare him not, eat him up. <laughs> Purport. The representatives of the Yakshas and Rakshasas still exist in some countries of the, the world. It is understood that such uncivilized men take pleasure in killing their own grandfathers and holding a love feast by roasting their body, the bodies. Whoa. Text 21. Brahma, the head of the demigods, full of anxiety, asked them, Do not eat me, but protect me. You were born from me and have become my sons. Therefore you are yakshas and rakshasas. Purport. The demons who were born from the body of Brahma were called yakshas and rakshasas because some of them cried that Brahma should be eaten and the others cried that he should not be protected. The ones who said that he should be eaten were called yakshas, and the ones who said that he should not be protected became rakshasas, man-eaters. The two, yakshas and rakshasas, are the original creation by Brahma and are represented even until today in the uncivilized men who are scattered all over the universe. They are born of the mode of ignorance and therefore, because of their behavior, they are called rakshasas or man-eaters. Text 22 He then created the chief demigods who were shining with the glory of goodness. He dropped before them the effulgent form of daytime and the demigods sportingly 
took possession of it. Purport Demons were born from the creation of night and the demigods were born from the creation of day. In other words, demons like the Rakshas, Yakshas and Rakshasas are born of the quality of ignorance and demigods are born of the quality of goodness. Text 23 <clears throat> Lord Brahma then gave birth to the demons from his buttocks and they were very fond of, of sex. Because they were too lustful, they approached him for copulation. Purport Sex life is the background of material existence. Here also it is repeated that demons are very fond of sex life. The more one is free from the desires for sex, the more he is promoted to the level of the demigods. The more one is inclined to enjoy sex, the more he is degraded to the level of demoniac life. Text 24 The worshipful Brahma first laughed at their stupidity, but finding the shameless Asuras close upon him, he grew indignant and ran in great haste out of fear. Purport Sexually inclined demons have no respect even for their father. And the best policy for a saintly father like Brahma is to leave such demoniac sons. Text 25 He approached the Personality of Godhead who bestows all boons and who dispels the agony of his devotees and of those who take shelter of his lotus feet. He manifests his innumerable transcendental forms for the satisfaction of his devotees. Purport Hear the words Bhaktanam Anurupatmadarshanam mean that the Personality of Godhead manifests His multi-forms according to the desires of the devotees. For example, Hanumanji, Vajrangaji, wanted to see the form of the Lord as the Personality of Godhead, Ramachandra, whereas other Vaishnavas want to see the form of Radha, Krishna, and still others, and still other devotees, want to see the Lord in the form of Lakshmi Narayana. The Mayavadi philosophers think that although all these forms are assumed by the Lord just as the devotees desire to see Him, actually He is impersonal. Let me repeat that sentence again. The Mayavadi philosophers think that although all these forms are assumed by the Lord just as the devotees desire to see Him, actually he is impersonal. From Brahma Sangita, however, we can understand that this is not so, for the Lord has multi forms. It is said in the Brahma Sangita, Advaitam Achutam, the Lord does not appear before the devotee because of the devotee's imagination. Brahma Sangita further explains that the Lord has innumerable forms. Ramadi Murti Shukala Niyamena Tishtan. He exists in millions and millions of forms. There are 8,400,000 species of living entities, but the incarnations of the Lord, Supreme Lord are innumerable. In the Bhagavatam, it is stated that as the waves of the sea cannot be counted but appear and disappear continually. The incarnations and forms of the Lord are innumerable. A devotee is attached to a particular form and it is that form which he worships. We have just described the first appearance of the boar within this universe 
there are innumerable universes and somewhere or other the Bohr form is now existing. All the forms of the Lord are eternal. It is the devotee's inclination to worship a particular form and he engages in devotional service to that form. In a verse in the Ramayana, Hanuman, the great devotee of Rama said, I know that there is no difference between the Sita Raman and Lakshman Narayana forms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but nevertheless, the form of Rama and Sita has absorbed my affection and love. The form of Rama and Sita has absorbed my affection and love. Therefore, I want to see the Lord in the forms of Rama and Sita. Similarly, the Gaudiya Vaishnava loves the forms of Radha and Krishna and Krishna and Rukmini at Dwaraka. The words Bhaktanam Anurupat Madarshanam means that the Lord is always pleased to favor the devotee in the particular form in which the devotee wants to, be worship, wants to worship and render service unto him. In this verse it is stated that Brahma approached Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This form of the Lord, this form of the Lord is Shirdakashai Vishnu. Whenever there is some tr trouble and Brahma has to approach the Lord, he can approach Chirodakashaya Vishnu. And, is, and it is the grace of the Lord that whenever Brahma approaches about disturbances in the universe, the Lord gives him relief in so many ways. And it is 8.08, it's late. So we'll start tomorrow at text 26 and we'll end our reading for tonight. This is just the beginning of the in-depth description of the creation of the universes. Okay, so we are waiting with bated breath so of the, for the reflections of the hearers out there in cyberspace. Hare Krishna. Verses from Bhakta Christopher. Yes, Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to His Divine Grace. From Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada in your daily reading service of Sri the Prabhupada's books, Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Sudevi says, Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Sudevi, Hare Krishna, could you do me a favor and send me your most recent email address? Because the one I have is outdated. Please, thank you. From Jimena? Yes, Jimena. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. And from Saksham Kumar. Saksham Kumar. Hare Bo. Hare Krishna Gurudev. Hare Krishna. And from Bhakta Rupa. Bhakta Rupa Hare Krishna. Nice to hear from you. Thank you for reading, Maharaj. Nice to be live with you this evening. We just got back from our weekend Bhakti retreat in Wales. Mm. It was very successful, and many newer people to Bhakti made some nice steps forward. Oh, nice. In Bhakti, thanks to the power of the Association of the Devotees. Very nice. We heard a little about the Mayavadi conception that the living entity 
is the supreme absolute truth but has become covered by maya. One of the guests on the retreat was playing a lecture from Ramdas, and he was preaching this philosophy in a fun and charismatic way. It made me feel physically sick and I told the guest, who had been coming to programs for a good while, to turn it off and explained the philosophical flaws of Mayavadi philosophy. He said that he didn't want to be told what to do and that he wanted to hear different types of philosophy and make his own mind up. He's read a lot of Prabhupada's books, but he's obviously missing the point. He said that listening to Ramdas was better than hearing materialistic things, but my instinct is that it isn't, is that it isn't, as it's filled with so much poison. It was actually quite nauseating to hear the Mayavadi philosophy, as it completely denies Krishna, yet they quote the Bhagavad Gita despite the fact that the Mayavadi philosophy actually makes the Bhagavad Gita meaningless, because if everyone is God, then why would we listen to Krishna? And why quote him? Sorry, rant over. Hare Krishna. Rant over, rant appreciated, rant accepted, and glorified. Don't allow those vibrations to come into your retreats. And even if it appears to be negative, or even if it appears to be unfair or whatever, against the will of some conditioned soul, know that this is the right thing to do. Lord Chaitanya ex explained to us that unless you're powerful enough to actually turn that Mayavadi around and make him a Vaishnava, then you should avoid him like the plague, or like you said, like poison. Don't cater to those kinds of people, even if you, you think that you offend them. Don't don't worry about that. We are not Uttam Adhikaris. We can't imitate the Uttam Adhikaris. Lord Chaitanya was Uttam Adhikari and he could flash his effulgence and say things in a way that changes their minds completely, instantaneously. But we can't do that. We can't imitate, therefore we have to be very careful. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, if I could sell all the properties of the Gaudiyamat, he had 64 Gaudiyamats, I would sell them if I could make one pure devotee. So invest your energy where the energy will become productive. Just like you don't sow the seeds of a plant in a barren land. Thank you. That was inspiring. From Vrajaloka? Yes, Vrajaloka. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. All glories to all the assembled devotees. In explaining verse 18, I was thinking how fortunate we are that Sri the Prabhupada has given us all the knowledge necessary to dispel the coverings of ignorance of the conditioned souls. Thank you for giving us this knowledge day by day. Today I was talking with an elderly devotee friend of mine about how often, even after many years of practice, it is difficult to say that we have realized that we are souls. Can you say a few words about this? What exactly it means in our daily lives that we have realized we are souls? and how we can practice and cultivate this understanding in our daily lives. Thank you so much, your servant. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. You, you have realized that you're a soul. You're asking me a ridiculous riddle. No one can be chanting Hare Krishna 16 rounds a day as long as you have been, unless you have realized that you're a soul. You may not realize everything about it, what it means to be a soul, but you have realized that you're a soul. Otherwise, you wouldn't be trying to serve Krishna. 
period. Hare Krishna. That may sound simplistic, it may sound abrupt, it may sound whatever it sounds like, but the truth is the truth. You can't approach Krishna and try to be to serve him unless you've realized that you're his servant. And that's the identity of the soul. The love of Krishna is there in the soul. And if you've exhibited any attachment for the holy name, any attachment, even the slightest, it means you've already realized you're a soul. And you just have to continue to do it. You may think it's taken a long time, but the time that you've been doing is nothing compared to eternal time. You just continue to chant and hear and try to understand and try to help others come to Christian consciousness and everything will come to you. Everything. We don't. The devotees aren't looking for some mystic vision to see the soul. Some special vision that will, you know, like Krishna turned Arjuna's vision and he saw the universal form. We're not looking for that. It's 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 fearful. It's not. It doesn't satisfy the soul. What satisfies the soul is the sincere endeavor to satisfy the supreme soul. The devotees automatically know we're not, we're not the body. How many times have we heard it? Your body is changing constantly, but you're not changing. You were once a little girl, once a student, once a whatever, and, and your identity has changed. The body, your identity has changed. But the soul stays the same. The soul is the one who is serving others. And everyone, every soul, is serving another soul or other souls somehow or other. So we have that knowledge. Dehi no smin yata dehe komaram jovanam jara. Dehi means embodied, means the embodied soul, the soul within a material body. And the body changes from boyhood to youth to old age. Komara jumanam jada. But the soul stays the same. It never changes. So anyone who's come to Krishna consciousness and is chanting Hare Krishna regularly, and especially if they've been initiated and have been hearing this philosophy for any length of time, they know that they're not the soul. And that they're not the body. They're no the, 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 the soul. And the realization will become more and more the, the more we chant, the more we hear, the more we try to understand, the more we try to absorb our minds in Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna. And eventually, who we are will come to us. It, it's revealed knowledge. It's not something that you can decide on yourself or search out with your intelligence, your imperfect uh, intelligence and mind and senses. Hare Krishna. She says, thank you so much for your clear and encouraging answer. Hare Krishna. My duty. Audrey. Yes, Bhakti Nadri. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna to you. And from Ananda Murti. Yes, Ananda Murti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all the assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances or glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading, Srila Bhagavatam. You are entirely welcome and the pleasure is all mine. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. And from Gemma? Yes, Gemma. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.
and Subaru. Yes, Subaru. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, no glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for keeping us on the track of Shravanam by your daily readings. In the purport 3.20.17, Srila Prabhupada writes, quote, just as a highly posted manager is almost independent because as the Lord's representative is almost as powerful and independent, unquote. What to speak of us when the same Brahma ran to the Lord and he was troubled by the yakshas and rakshasas. It is always better to be humble and approach the Lord. Not only is it always better, it's the only thing we can do. <laughs> it's the only shelter. It's the only absolute shelter. The Lord is the only absolute shelter. And the whole purpose of our austerities and our services and everything we do is to learn the art of to take shelter of Krishna, to become attached to, attracted to, and then attached to Krishna, and to take shelter. Take shelter of his name, take shelter of his pastimes, take shelter of his form, take shelter of his wisdom, of his beauty, of his fame. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for real love, for true love. And the only love that is eternal is between the Lord and the living entities and the living entities in the spiritual world. Hare Krishna. Yes, another Murti. Today I heard that even the beginning of the creation, Yakshasas and Rakshasas are there in the mode of Tamas. I have to protect myself <coughs> from those lower energy by hearing this transcendental message written by Sri the Prabhupada coming down from all authorized acharyas. Yes, very good. Thank you. Very nice realization. From Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj. Thank you for being there. Haribo. And from Radhananda Devidasi. Yes, Radhananda. Thank you, Guru Maharaj, for your reading today. Although I have heard so many times that since time immemorial the conditioned soul is in the material world, tonight, yet tonight, through your powerful reading, it really hit me, and I felt such regret. I want to return home. That was amazing. Thank you for awakening me. Your servant, Radhamanda. Hare Krishna. That is a result of transcendental sound. Thank you very much. And from Bhaktarupa. Yes, Bhaktarupa. Thanks for the encouragement that I did the right thing, Maharaj. Means a lot, as I can see I'm quite small and inexperienced and don't know what I'm doing in these circumstances. A sincere guest came up after I told the person to turn off the Mayavadi lecture and told me that what I had said made a lot of sense to him. And he agreed that we can't all be God. He thought I did the right thing in correcting the Mayavadi philosophy, <laughs> which was nice. Very good. That's preaching. Especially when you're in a group setting and one person is just off the wall. Generally, if you stick to your guns, others will take your side and drive the person out. I've had that happen many times. In public public programs. Of course, this is a little different because it's a retreat, and the persons who come are supposed to be somewhat interested. You know, it may not be so usual that someone starts playing a Mayavad, you know, lecture right in the middle of the retreat. But you did the right thing, correct? Subaru says thank you. 
Haribo Subaru. And from Paramananda? Yes, Paramananda. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. The purport by Srila Prabhupada in verse 6, stating, quote, The narration of the pastimes of the Lord, which are always enacted on the transcendental platform, should be received with all respect by devotees. Those who are actually on the transcendental platform are never satisfied by hearing the continuous narration of the pastimes of the Lord. Never satiated. Satisfied and satiated are two different, two different words. Oh, that was my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. Never satiated means they can go on hearing and hearing. They never get tired of it. He says, never truer words spoken. I look forward every day to hearing and reading His Divine Grace's words, as do many devotees. Thank Hare you. Hare Krishna. Thank Hare you Hare. so much. That's the goal of my life. Hare Krishna, you just breathed extra life into me. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for all this encouragement. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhakti Brinda ki jai. Kor Premanandi Hari Hari Bol. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic as the universe, the creation of the universe, the development of the universe is going to be explained to us now in many, many chapters. So put on your thinking caps, open up your hearts, and just hear. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.